0: Saturday, in my direction, the United States successfully concluded an airstrike in Kabul, Afghanistan, that killed the emir of Al Qaeda, Ayman El Zawiri. You know, Zawiri was uh, Bin Laden's leader. He was with him all the, the whole time. He was his number two man his deputy at the time the terrorists attacked 9-11. He was deeply involved in the planning of 9-11 one of the most responsible for the attacks that murdered 2,977 people on American soil. For decades, he was the mastermind behind attacks against Americans, including the bombing of the USS Cole in 2000, which killed 17 American sailors and wounded dozens more. He played a key role, a key role in the bombing of U.S. embassies in Kenya and Tanzania, killing 224 and wounding over 4,500 others. He carved a trail of murder and violence against American citizens, American service members, <clears throat> American diplomats, and American interests. And since the United States delivered justice to bin Laden 11 years ago, Zawahiri has been a leader of al-Qaeda, the leader. From hiding, he coordinated al-Qaeda's branches and all around the world, including setting priorities for providing operational guidance that call for and inspired attacks against U.S. targets. He made videos, including the recent weeks calling for his followers to attack the United States and our allies. Now, justice has been delivered, and this terrorist leader is no more.
1: Boy, he was struggling to get through that speech. <laughs> My goodness. If you watched the entire speech, he was uh, word slurring, word fumbling, scratching his eyes, had a glaze over him. Really, he was struggling to get through that speech. You can just tell. Um, if what he says is true, you know, that's a good day for America and Americans because the people that did attack on 9-11 need to pay for what they did to our brothers and sisters that lost their lives here. So hopefully what he says is true. Now, do I believe that he had a drone strike that killed him and only him? Uh, well, <laughs> his past record... kind of indicates he's not real accurate with targets and uh, killing the correct people. So hopefully, you know, and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, hopefully he did take this nasty terrorist out. Uh, You know, that's another one that shouldn't be on this planet. He paid his his price now for what he has done, not just here on home soil, but they are nasty people in general. And I'm sure he created terror all over the world, especially where he lives at. So if he is now taken out officially, that would be a plus. So uh, if Biden did anything that was worth saying he did something right, this would probably be that one moment where you could say they got something right. However, I also wouldn't believe too much that the intelligence was solely Biden's idea. I'm sure that they've been trying to track this guy for quite some time. And it just so happens that Biden is in the White House at the right moment when they have an accurate location on this guy to take him out. So, you know, I doubt that this is something that he just did on his own and, and started the whole task force. We've been searching for people since 9-11. So I'm sure this extends much further back than just Biden. All right, so we went from his one accomplishment to uh, a major screw-up. So let's get into his major screw-up. The U.S. energy crude oil stockpile fell to its lowest point since 1985, last week dropping to more than 470 million barrels, according to data from the uh, U.S. Department of Energy. Remember, Joe Biden ordered in March the historic release of a million barrels per day from the U.S. uh, energy stockpile in an effort to combat gas prices, which he caused, that reached the highest levels in recorded history in June of this year, with the average price for a gallon of regular gas at $5 per gallon. Uh, Senior senior White House officials told the reporters last week that the drawdowns have reduced gasoline prices in the United States roughly about 40 cents. Since May, uh, he has been releasing an average of 880,000 barrels per, uh, per day, according to DOE data. Okay, here's the issue that I'm having with all this. The strategic oil reserve is meant for war times, where if we have a shortage in oil, we have it here on our home turf to be able to have oil to supply to the military to make sure we don't have any problems or that's not something that we need, which would give us a disadvantage in a war. So he's trading off 40 cents a gallon of gas for protection that may actually be needed in the very near future, since it looks like Pelosi is landing down in Taiwan uh, and China's threatening that, you know, you're going to be dealt with if you uh, recognize Taiwan as an independent nation. And this is all a problem that he caused See, that, that's where this whole situation is just that much of a mess. He's the reason that we're having issues with gas prices. So instead of just saying, no, we just got to produce more. We got to allow more people to drill, do whatever's needed, d- done here on home soil, because it's been done before under Trump. It was there. Okay, let's go back to those old ways. Get it going full bore again. We'll be a, a, a big exporter. We'll be energy independent we don't have these issues he would rather pull from our strategic reserve which by the way in case you don't know trump was the one that refilled it okay so he'd rather buy, he'd rather deplete that than go back to trump era policies and get us producing full bore again where we're energy independent again and you don't need to take from our reserve just to offset some gas prices because you know politically it's hurting you with elections coming up because that's this is where all of this goes. Not to mention the, the, uh, to further prove that they don't really give a crap about your gas prices and they don't give a crap about oil since they're buying from everybody else in the world and enriching them. Remember, we are releasing what I just told you on average 880,000 barrels a day, and at the same time last year they sold a combined total of four million barrels in October and November to China, and I just did a report, or saw a report that I, you know, we we talked about, uh, everything goes so fast, six weeks ago where five million barrels more were sent over to communist China. This administration is doing literally the best job that they can to completely obliterate this country. I mean, you literally fossil fuels are the lifeblood of this economy, and he is doing everything that he can to strip us of that. He wants to get rid of all fossil fuels, our economy's in the crapper because of it. I mean, they are doing the best job that they can. I mean, Ka- uh, Kamala Harris is on a tour, unfortunately, down here in South Florida, talking to people about climate change, saying that there is no more debate. There's no more debate about climate change. It is here. It needs to be addressed. Sure, sure it does. Uh, But that is their goal because it's all, that is their power grab. That is the transition to fascism. That is where they envision this country being. The only way we stop that is, number one, you have to continue the fight. You can't get down and you can't be gloomy. I mean, you can have days, everybody does, where you're like, God, this is hopeless. We're done. But you got to just pick yourself up, dust yourself off and keep on pushing because at the end of the day, if we give up, it will be over. Right now, you're allowed to be down, but we have to stay in the fight. You know, you, we got to keep fighting everything that these people are doing, all these crazy ideologies that they're throwing at us, everything they're doing. And The best way to fight is elections. You know, you have to put the right people in office. You know, you really got to, it's unfortunate, and and I, I probably sound like a broker right here too, but it's unfortunate, but you have to take the time to check your local candidates to make sure the person that you are voting for is America first. They're not rhinos. They're not American-hating Marxists, that these are American first people that have our best interest, the American people's best interest at heart, and they are willing to get up there and, and fight for it, no matter what. Understanding that they're gonna have to, you know, take their licks because they're gonna get them. But they gotta do it. That is the best way to fight against it. To give you a more of a preview of what will be coming talked. We talked about Germany yesterday, shutting off hot water in the winter time, limiting all types of energy usage. Well, I, you have to stay on these things. And I'm the kind of person like, uh, I think the reason I jump around a lot and I will stay on top of some things, I think if you listen to a person who just gets on one subject and beats it to death, you just get tired of hearing the same thing over and over and over. But as things update, you have to say them. So this particular one about energy it's important because this is this is the center of all this is what they are using the climate change that's their go to move to achieve their goal so this is the one we have to probably pay most attention to because this is where it's either going to make or break us well Germany's green energy transition efforts to see the country move from using fossil fuels and nuclear energy towards a green renewables has failed. The Prime Minister of Germany's federal state, Saxon, has declared before demanding the country's government to rethink its abandonment of nuclear to avert disaster. Having gotten itself addicted to Russian gas exports... Germany had for a long time held on to the belief that pushing its climate-crazy green agenda harder would solve the energy problems and that the country would be able to shut down all of its nuclear power plants without any issues. According to a report by the Handelsblatt, uh, I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong, uh, the country faces the possibility of gas shortages and blackouts over the winter months. Saxon's Prime Minister, Michael Kretschmer. Uh, has labeled the government's green transition a failure and is now demanding that the country remain on nuclear power stations and he wants to keep them all online. He said the energy transition with gas as the base load has failed. So, there it is. That that is a just a look in a glimpse into our future if we do not fight for this and if we do not win. That is what our future looks like. You're going to go cycle after cycle. In the summertime, they're going to tell you you can't use your AC. You can only set it at a certain temperature because you can't handle the load because the uh, the energy put out can't handle it. We're going to have rolling blackouts in the wintertime. Can you imagine? I don't live up there, but if you live up north, okay, I'm down here in Florida. It's reverse for me. If you can't run the AC down here in Florida in the in the summertime, there's going to be a lot of dead people. A lot of people are going to die from heat exhaustion. It is hot. And what makes it hotter than, say, places uh, on in the West is that in the West, you guys have very crisp air. I've been out there. You know, when I got out to California, the time that I went out there, uh, or the last time I went out there, they were going through like a massive heat wave. And me and all my buddies were looking at them like, you guys think this is hot? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, man, you guys got to come to Florida. Because what makes us different, is since we're a swamp, It's hot, yes, but the humidity just kills you because you go outside and when the air blows in your face, if you've never been here, it's blowing hot air in your face. See, I stood in under, I was standing under a tree in California and as the breeze came through, it was crisp. It wasn't so hot. So I was like, oh, okay, if you're under, if you're in the shade, not too bad. It's not too terrible. Not saying it was like, oh, it's nice and cool outside. Another big difference between us and them is at nighttime here, it's still 85 degrees. But in California and places in the West, because of uh, the area of the United States they're in, their temperature drops to a little bit more comfortable temperature than ours does. So down here, we would die without AC in the summer. On the other hand, like I was just about to say, up north and in the cold areas, can you imagine if they told you you're only allowed to keep your house at a, a 68 degree temperature? which most people don't even put that their AC at that temperature because that's it's cold for most people in your house. Okay? But you're only allowed to have it at 68, so you're going to be cold no matter what, even if it was kept at a 68. And then they're going to limit your use of little personal heaters maybe to put down there that's blowing by where your feet are at. So as you're sitting watching TV, you keep your little feet warm because everybody knows if your feet are warm, for the most part, you probably feel pretty good. Okay, Can you imagine? Well, you better start imagining, because if they keep pushing this new Green Deal bullcrap, that is a glimpse, that's a little picture into what is coming. Nuclear power, I'm, I am so annoyed, because nuclear power is such a solid source of power. Why don't we build more of those, but there's no money in it to be made for these people, because no matter what anybody tells you, yes, power and control, that's where it's all at. But at the end of the day, really... Everything always leads back to the almighty dollar. If there's no money to be made, they're not interested. You can't have all that power without having all that money. Okay, money is really, uh, you know, the old saying, money's the root of all evil. You ain't lying. They ain't lying. They weren't lying then. And it certainly rings as true today as it rang whenever the first person that said that was. Because money truly is the root of all evil. And that's what this is all about. Since there's no money to be made in nuclear, they're not interested, but you can create unions. You can create all types of government jobs. You can get all types of government subsidies. They can get their hands wet here and there and everywhere by having companies that are going to produce solar panels and some companies that are going to produce wind turbines and companies are going to do all the things that they need for these new green deal, supposed items that they want to transition us to. At the end of the day, it's what they want. It's not what you want. And once they get what they want you will be the one that suffers and by you, believe me, I'm included in you. Okay. Cause I'm not above you <laughs> by any means. Uh, we're all the same here. All right. It's, it's simply amazing. Uh, you know, uh, I do pity the people that truly don't see this because they have no idea what is coming. They have no idea what's coming to get them. And when it finally does, You know, we will all have had time to prepare in case it ever gets to that moment, which I hope it never does. I hope that ever we stay in the fight and maybe we'll have to fight. We'll have to teach our kids to fight. And this will be generations of fighting to avoid this fascist nightmare that they are trying to uh, bring here into the United States. But at least... We will be prepared. We're the ones teaching our kids the right and wrong way. We are the ones teaching our kids what America truly is, what our founding fathers were, what our documents say. We're the ones that prepare our kids that know, you know, you have to live, learn to live without on lots of things. We're the ones that stock food up, and you have stock, uh, piles of, uh, of food stocked up in the house just in case because you never know. We're the ones that probably a lot of people, I would assume listening to me, You have diversified your money a little bit, and you got a lot of gold and silver laying around the house that you got maybe locked up in a safe for that just-in-case moment so I have something of value that I can trade. We're the ones ready. Those people that are all in, that believe in all this crap, that say it could never happen, they're not going to be prepared, not even a little. So when that day comes, I do pity them because they will be the first to perish. So they all better get on better better get in lockstep with us and understand that it's you're entitled to your own opinion. You're entitled to think whatever you want about this world. If you believe in climate change, you're allowed to believe in that. But pay attention to what they're truly doing. Don't just listen to somebody say, "Oh, it's going to be great for the climate. Nothing's going to be a problem. You know, this is going to help here and it's going to help there." Will it really? Do a true study on climate change and you're going to find That that is the way that the globe functions. It goes in cycles and all of a sudden, do we, could we speed it up? Do we have a little bit to do with it? Is our carbon uh, output, could it uh, speed up the process of how that goes? Maybe. Uh, How would we ever know? You know, the earliest data that we have, it's not even that old. It's young. So we don't have enough data to say uh, it with empirically that it's going to go this particular way if we don't stop this. It's all tactics that they're using. Going into, right off this conversation, Joe Manchin is reportedly attempting to get Kristen Cinema on board to support the sweeping spending package uh, that he negotiated with the party leadership to advance Biden's, uh, legislative agenda, which is the watered down build back better. Now, Manchin said in a statement to the Hill, I'm sure we'll get a chance to speak today. That was on Monday. She usually comes in on Mondays and we'll speak on the floor. Um, Manchin, he's going to do the best he can because now he's worked so hard. Supposedly he said it took him seven months to get to where he's at with, uh, uh, working with Chuckie Schumer and Joe Biden on getting what he wants into the bill, something that he thinks is acceptable. And if you haven't noticed lately, he's been going around and doing a lot of interviews on TV, trying to convince people that it's not a tax hike. It is what it is, but that's Joe Manchin. He's a moderate. You know, I won't take that away from him. He still has common sense. He's allowed to make decisions based upon what he believes. But at the end of the day, what he believes here is a load of crap. Either, it's either A, he's that stupid, that he doesn't realize he's being bamboozled, or B, he believes in it, and now he's trying to bamboozle you by lying to you and telling you that your taxes are not going up and whatnot. Cinema uh, has not been a big fan of uh, for it because she's not committed to supporting the uh, compromise bill, which had previously expressed opposition to closing the carried interest tax loophole. Uh, so. Unless they take that out, I don't think they have a bill. So we still have a shot. It may be a very small shot, but we do have a shot that potentially this watered down version may not actually get through uh, unless somehow Manchin and Schumer convince and put enough pressure on Cinema to just go along with the party. And, you know, you only need a 50 50. I mean, you only need a, a majority vote and it's a 50 50 split. With, You know, the head idiot Kamala being the deciding factor. So stand by. We'll have to wait and see what's going to happen with that. And lastly, Alan Dershowitz uh, says he believes that Representative Liv Cheney, a uh, Republican from Wyoming, I'm more than positive you know who that is, may switch political parties and run as a Democrat against former President Donald Trump. He said, I think as a Democrat... I think she will join the Democratic Party and maybe even run for office as a Democrat. Uh, He was on Just the News, Not Noise TV on Monday discussing all the controversy around the National Guard not being called on January 6th. Uh, John Solomon had pointed out that Cheney's father, former Vice President Dick Cheney, called upon troops um, as Defense Secretary to help the unrest with the Rodney King protests back in 1992. If you are young enough and you don't know what that is, man, I you're going to make me feel very, very old. Um, if you don't, please look up Rodney King and don't look it up just from one liberal news source. Look it up all the way around to see the full story on it. Come to your own conclusions after that. But that was uh, pretty explosive back in 1992. I remember sitting there watching the news. With mom and dad, and things were crazy in California. I think most people don't forget a lot of the footage that we saw coming out of there because uh, that was pretty rough. I don't think we've seen too many protests like that prior to that. We have seen a lot afterwards from Antifa, but before that, you didn't see too many. Uh, uh, Dershowitz said uh, her father was uh, was a very, very different person, and children should not be held responsible for their parents or parents with their job. So, Dershowitz and him you know, went on to talk more about January 6th. I was more focused on the Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney has been a Democrat for years. She's been a rhino for years, no big surprise. I would be very <laughs> interested, and almost, I'm at the point, really, where I'm like, yo, I don't bring it on. I, I cannot see Liz Cheney in a head-to-head matchup with Donald Trump taking him out and actually winning the presidency. <laughs> I don't see that. I mean, not even a little bit. I Hell, I could be wrong. Anybody can be wrong. But if I was a betting man, all my money would be going on Trump at that time because I don't see that. Because number one, since you're Republican, most Democrats probably hate you. Uh, or you're a in, in in name only Republican. Most Democrats probably hate you. Most Republicans don't like you because you act more like a Democrat because you're a chameleon and I guess you sway whichever way you want. So I would love to see it. (laughs) I think there's no way in hell she's the Democratic nominee nominee to be president. But, hey, if she's going to transition and go over to Democrat, you know what? Uh, I know somebody she should take with her. She should take her buddy Romney with her. Her and Romney can hold hands and walk off into the sunset together because the party doesn't need either one of those two rhino fools. All right, Wednesday. This is the end. It's hump day. Uh, we're getting there. We're getting closer and closer every day. If you like what you're hearing, please rate and review me. Always a great help. Uh, if you like to follow me on True Social, I'm at The Real Little Joe. If you like to check out any videos I do, Little Joe CC on YouTube and Little Joe's Conservative Corner on Rumble. And if you'd like to reach out to me for whatever reason, LittleJoeCC.com, go to the contact section. I always respond, I do my best. Uh, beyond that, we'll do it again tomorrow.